move it across the line, drops it back, connected, connected, cuts the shot, they score! Oscar Lindblom buries it, and the power play goal ties this game in two. This is the Liberty L, episode number 38. I am Danny Deemer here with Chris Stumpo. As always. Finally back again, full-time back. Full-time, hockey's back, so we're back. Yeah, as we're seeing the videos today, we're excited again. There's actually plenty to talk about. Let's I'm really excited it. to get into it. Let's go. So today was the first camp, uh, the first day of camp. So there were two groups, and it's exciting, bro, just to see them back on the ice, seeing TK, seeing Giroux back out there, seeing Giroux walk out back onto the ice is good to see. Um, there's 30 players on the roster. There's three goalies, I think. Yeah, so we have Alex Lyon, Brian Elliott, Yustamenko, and Carter Hart are the goalies. So there's unlimited unlimited amount of goalies that you can bring on. So it doesn't really matter. The forwards are Andreoff, Konechny, Raffle, Hayes, Couturier, Pitlick, Lawton, Varims, like Drew, Grant, Thompson, Morgan Frost, Joel Farabee, Rubustov, Albert Kubel, Terensky, Bunneman, and Boracek. So those are your forwards. Isn't it, isn't it crazy, honestly, to think about where we value or like where we thought Sandstrom would be? Like two years ago to now, yeah. And now, like where Ustamenko is, Ustamenko is higher up than him now. He really it's took crazy. Over. Like he's really took and ran with that, and he played. He's been playing really well, so he deserves the call up over Sandstrom for sure. But yeah, we thought Sandstrom was gonna be like the AHL guy, and then soon to be like the backup or like fight. Like, but this is before Carter Hart. A lot became of people a did, though, not just us, but he he was known like, in the Flyers organization as like the, the guy right behind Hart. Like not as good as Hart, doesn't have a bright as bright as a future as Hart, but was still up there. But for sure I think Eustamenko has really taken a step a step forward and really taken that kind of spot. Look at him. us with the goalie pipeline, bro. we went from starting eight goalies, setting a record I know. by having eight different goalies and now Isn't that crazy to think that that was a year ago? Especially with the whole COVID <laughs> stuff, it 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 feels oh, like I know. it feels like it's five five years ago. I feel like eternity it was ago. Years. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know, dude. Well, that year like did make us age ten years. Oh yeah, it was the, the one of the worst years of being a Flyers fan that I've had, and there's been some pretty bad years. We've been shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But th- that year was the breaking point, honestly. Yeah, I, was just... I was at rock bottom that year, <laughs> yeah, bro. We both were, dude. <laughs> we honestly both were. But the defensemen on the roster are Andy Rolinski, Myers, Sanheim, Hag, Proby, Niski, Tyler Witherspoon, Nate Prosser, Shane Gossespierre, Igor Zamora, Mark Freeman, and Justin Braun. It says Igor on here, but is it Igor? Isn't it Igor? No, nah, I'm pretty sure it's Igor. It's Igor, okay. I'm sorry. But it's really exciting to see him on the on the roster. Him and Freeman, too. Like just 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 knowing that like with the expanded rosters, it honestly like I like it. <laughs> I I really do because we had good uh, we have depth, AHL so it really helps depth, us. Yeah. yeah. So honestly, we could like AV has just more toys to play with now when it comes to the playoffs and stuff like that. I love it. And Chuck Fletcher came out today and said that he thinks that Zamula could play right now. He thinks he's that good, but obviously coming off back surgery, they're not gonna throw him out there, especially playoffs you know what i mean yeah so. when the team was like nine and one at the stoppage you know what i mean yeah like they were rolling like we, we talked about this earlier like no one was getting on the team unless there was an injury like they weren't gonna make a huge trade they weren't gonna call yeah. up some guy send some guy down permanently like the team was rolling before everything stopped you know chris Mayer, our our boy who makes the youtube videos of course yeah he, he made the compare he i saw a couple of his tweets he was saying he was a like, kale mccarr 2.0 like Maybe the kind of kid that can jump in in the playoffs and really honestly make a statement because he's that skilled. I mean, 
I'm not calling him Kale McCart 2.0, but hopefully he can make that kind of statement. That'd be cool. But I don't see him playing. You think he plays at all? Like if I don't think yeah, he, it's hard. Like, to I say think it. he's just on the roster just to get time, right? Just to get that, just to get training camp, just to get the field. Yeah, things. I think that's what it is. I, don't I think, think it's the case for a lot of the forwards yeah. too. But that, that's a it's cool comparison. <laughs> Dude, I like nah, the, the optimism behind it. If I had to compare, like, listen, I'm not Kale saying Kale one of a kind. He's, yeah, I'm he's, not saying he's ridiculous. But if uh, if I had to say our next like stud defenseman, I gotta say it's gonna be York, bro. York, yeah, like you know what it is. I mean, <laughs> oh, I mean Zamula and Zamula's Freeman, our top prospect they're, they're right good. Now, though. I think Cam York think though. Cam York, I think his potential is crazy. I was so mad that draft day uh, that we didn't get Cole Caulfield because we had a chance. And the fact that they announced the U.S. national development team. And we all thought it was going to be Cole Caulfield, like, and then they yeah. said Cam York. I know. I was I was pissed. I'm not going to lie, but but then we Cam York is really. But then we realized how really good of a good. player Cam York is, and how good of a player he's going to be for us for years to come. You want to get into the you want to get into the dates real quick, just to just to summarize. I I've had a couple people text me over the past couple of weeks asking me about like just to clear up the dates and all that shit. So it it does, it does get confused. It does get confused. There's like four phases. I know. So, so many different dates. J- July 13th, training camp begins, which was today. So today was the first day of training camps. July 26th is when they go to the hub cities. The east is going to the east is going to Toronto, and the west is going to Edmonton. Which we love, by the way. Which I don't we think we love. ever talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, which the, I, the fact well, we were pushing for both, both hubs to be in Canada yeah. because of obvious reasons. But so. our last podcast, we were talking about... Remember we were talking about them going to Vegas because that was the front runner at the time? Yeah. It's so... It, it's... A lot more better that they're in Canada than for in sure, the United yeah. States. No, yeah, for sure. I I feel like it has a better shot of making it the full distance in Canada than it would if it was if any of the hub cities were here. So yeah, for sure. I, I think that sets them like for, uh, from other sports too. Like I think other sports are gonna have such a huge roadblock down the line with this uh, COVID nineteen bullshit, but I don't think hockey will. I mean, I, th- like of not. course they will have like positive tests and stuff like that. But I don't think it'll be as bad as like maybe the NFL will be, yeah, or something like that. I'm hoping for the best. I hope everyone stays healthy. But I mean, we're hoping for just sports. We miss watching hockey so much, man. I'm watching old games now, still. But I'm just playing NHL 20 hard I know. now. I know. And that game sucks. Like I don't so like that bad. game. That game is absolute trash. The games they're going to try to shoot for are from 12 to 4 to 8 p.m. But I did see a couple West games like in Edmonton. We're gonna be at like ten thirty our time, so cool with it. I'm cool with watching. Just like regular like hockey again, except it's like you know, in football on Sunday, there's always like games at certain times. Yeah. That's what it's gonna be like every but day. T- but for ten fucking days. Yeah, it was it, I saw it was like fifty two games or something like that, or was it like fifty? Yeah, fifty two games in nine days Dude, total. I already told work. I was like, you would not see me from August first to <laughs> August eleventh. I would just be non-existent. But, but a lot of them will know where I will be because I'm. They all know I'm a hockey freak. August 2nd is our first game against Boston. August 6th, we have a game against Washington. And then August 9th, we versus Tampa. So, like, me being the, the weirdo I am, the first thing I did was connected to, like, which days of the week those days were. And it's a Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, those first three games. Yeah. And so, that's usually our podcast day. So, maybe we'll figure out, I don't know, some cool episode for those games or something like that. But... I know you were talking about doing something with a live stream. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe like live stream our our reactions to the game. Yeah, we gotta figure that out. It's 
I would be it's harder than it sounds. That's why it's uh, I mean, yeah. I guess maybe it's not, but no, 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 we'll, we'll look see. into it. But hockey from twelve to four to eight, like you said, it's gonna be like waking up every Sunday watching football, like red zone from that type from feel, yeah, one to eight. It's gonna be fun, man. It's gonna be a lot, a lot of hockey for a lot of beers, for 10 days. <laughs> a lot of beers for sure. That's the thing, dude. It's like, it's like makeup time. You know, like when you miss all that time in school, and yeah. You come back in, and you have like a bunch of makeup work. Like that's the makeup work. It's like a whole day of games for ten straight days. Oh, I know, fifty-two games in ten days. You know what you said? Yeah, that's Some that's the makeup work. Like that. We gotta get busy. We gotta get busy. Niskanen was was given pr- praise to heart. I saw that. Today. Did you see that? Yeah. He said, there's something about having a good young goalie who gets hot in the playoffs. He's like, yeah. he's, like, I, he's like, I like our chances. I like Niski talking because Niski has a cup, so Niski knows what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. I, I'm excited because Nicky, Nicky, <laughs> Niski's hungry to get another shot at the cup, so I'm excited for that. He probably knows more than like any other player in the locker room. I in mean, terms of just pure yeah. NHL experience. I mean, G's been to a cup, but he's never won one. So, Niski, for sure, he's one of those guys in the locker room. Who's, honestly, he's one of those guys in the locker room. I'm hoping like, he needs to step up and yeah. like, be a voice. Even though like, he's not the – I know he's not like, the biggest guy to raise his voice and, and do, do any of that, but like, he still needs to be – he has to be because he's, he's the veteran with a cup, so he has to step up. And like, for him to say that about Hart is, is what he needs to do. So it, it's good that he's starting out like, right off the bat, day one, already instilling confidence. And the one person who needs it the most, like that's, that's the guy who could take us to the cup. You know what I mean? If he gets hot, he could easily take us to the cup. He's when was the guy. last time Niskanen was not on a winning team, like a team with a positive record, like a playoff team? You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I don't know because he went from Pittsburgh. He was that big free agent, and then he went right to Washington, and then Washington was good, and then he came to us. So yeah, it's like a decade. I don't know if he's winning. ever been on a like a bit. Maybe he's been on a couple of bad teams here and there, but like he's definitely been on a majority of good teams, which it's it's good for us. It's so good, like it's I trust whatever. Oh, hundred percent. He has that playoff experience. So he's been playing in the playoffs for how many years now? I'm excited for him. I'm excited for him. So on July 26th, they travel to the Hub City. Mm-hmm. So training camp is going to be in the home. Yes, training camps will be in the home cities until uh, July 26th, and they travel to the the hub cities, and then they want to get, kick, kick off games August 1st. Are they testing right now? Like yeah. Co- like constant COVID Yeah, apparently, apparently 11 more just, just got confirmed positive. That sucks, but that's just going to keep happening, like the more and more just, sports roll through. Just, I, I, I just hope everyone stays healthy, to be honest. You know what I mean? Just hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Black Aces. Let's talk about them. I think the biggest black ace is definitely Morgan Frost. He's the biggest and best prospect that we called up for this. We got Bunneman, Terensky as well. Freeman just signed in another uh, two-year deal one way, $725,000. So that's good to see. That just happened like five minutes ago. Love to see that. There's our seventh defenseman for the next two years, like I said, in the car right here. Cheap depth, too. Cheap it's, depth. it's like played well. It's the, perfect. The handful of games that he got this year, I called out his game a couple of times. He has a nice little nice little two-way game with a little offensive burst that he could. But smooth. smooth. Yeah, 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 he's a quick little guy. He's got a nice shot, too. He's got a powerful shot. For, he's a ghost, like a right-handed ghost. Yeah, yeah. he's just a little like slowed down version of Ghost. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you know, how Ghost is always like spinning and like yeah. fit. Like, and he's hundred percent healthy now too. 
So let's not forget We'll get about into ghosts. We'll get into ghosts. We'll get into ghosts. Because ghost is really polarizing. I know. Do you want to talk about Nolan Patrick real quick and how he's not on yeah, the let's roster? Let's just get it out there. Yeah, we just... we gotta we gotta talk about it. We don't really like talking about it. But uh, nothing to talk about the kid. Yeah, that's what just, it is. Yeah, it's like just... there's nothing. We're not gonna like talk bad, but there's nothing good to say either. I mean, there there is one positive in that. Uh, Fletcher, I think today said Nolan Patrick like feels the best he's ever felt since this whole thing. Which is started. awesome. It's great news. Yeah, it's great to hear. And a lot of people. Well, you saw you said you saw a lot of people hating on it, which yeah, is like a lot of people on Twitter, which like, is always gonna happen. Lost. You know what I mean? Like, and yeah. especially in a passionate city like Philadelphia, I feel like stuff like that always. Fans Which are sucks. always, yeah, it does. Shouldn't happen, but, but yeah, I'm not gonna fault the kid for having like medical issues. Like, I'm just not gonna do that. And we talked about it like 16 months removed from hockey, and we expect him to play in the COVID 19 quarantine cup. Yeah. Like, freaking hasn't played hockey in a full calendar year, and you want him to jump. Like, even if he was 100% healthy and ready to go, would you like, would he even be able to play hockey? He hasn't played hockey in a full calendar year, he hasn't had a training camp, probably not conditioned at all. No, like, yeah. It wouldn't be good for Nolan Patrick to play, like you said, in the COVID Cup, like in quarantine, right after dealing with all this. And it wouldn't be good for the team because I don't think he'd be that good anyway. Aside from his health issue, just the point of him not playing for a full calendar year and not being conditioned. I mean, he hasn't had a training camp. There's been two training camps, and he's not he's not a, either of those. In the same year. In the same year. So <laughs> I hope he gets better. Chuck said that he's, like, like you said, he's felt the best he has in, in a year. And they want him to get ready for next season, and which we're cool. We're with. pulling for him, man. Yeah, like we're we're we think that's a good move. Like we really oh, do. Yeah. I think they're looking out for him, which they should. Like you put the players' health first, hundred like ten out of ten of the time. No, no second thoughts behind it. You know what I mean? So. So hopefully he keeps progressing, and then by the time next training camp comes in like December or whenever this next hopefully wacky year is yeah. going to start. Hopefully he's good for that, and I think that's what they're that's what they're pulling for. for. Yeah, like at the end of the day, like players are assets. You know what I mean? And you want to try to get the most out of your assets. Like good teams do that. I don't know. That's something that the Flyers used to not do. Yeah, but at a certain point, like the, the human aspect comes into it. So yeah, but I know what you're saying though. Like at a certain point, like is it like yeah, is... like what it all boils down to though is that like. In the salary cap era, like it's all like players are assets, especially players on. Uh, yeah, I know. Like, can you afford to just have this guy sitting here, like ho- hoping like he comes back? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he is still like. And they're also because he's a cheap he's so talent. Young, though, dude. Like, that's why. That's what I'm saying. That's why they're like an asset. Like they're trying to let it grow as much as it can grow. Yeah, they're trying to play it smart, which I 100 yeah. percent agree with, as, as they should be doing. But like we said before, Nolan Patrick, if you're listening, which you're probably not, we hope you feel better, man. <laughs> We're pulling for you. The boys over here are pulling for you. You see you back out there in orange and black. Playing the game he loves. You know he loves playing hockey. Oh, we got to talk What's about Oscar Limbaugh. Yeah. Oh, my that, gosh. That was uh, Dude, te- tearjerker. Big time. I, like, I needed to see that. I was at work honestly. When, I, when I got the notification and I saw the saw the video of him ringing the bell. Man, it was a tearjerker for sure. I was like, damn. That was up at Penn, right? Penn? I think so, Oscar. yeah. That's all awesome. the nurses were wearing his shirt. Like, oh my yeah, god, it was so an honor. Awesome, like, cause dude. he's such a good guy. And so then, then to him. see him uh, skate, that was awesome. Like, just to see him like smiling in the locker room, like yeah, the pictures of him and stuff skating like and stuff. that. That he skated awesome. after that too. I think maybe once or twice. I saw a tweet that he skated after like that the first time all the pictures came out, and then after he completed treatment, 
a couple days maybe after that, I think he skated, which is good news. Dude, it's fantastic. It's like, awesome news, to, man. To think about, like, the type of stuff, like we were saying, like how rare it is. Yeah. And, like, like how scary it was. You know what I mean? For him to complete it. And now he's, like, kind of getting back into hockey mood. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not, like, saying he's going to. He's not. He's definitely not playing. Oh no, no! But like, he's getting back into hockey mode because like there, there was a question like, is he gonna play hockey again? You know what I mean? And it's so awesome to see that, like, it's still there. Like, yeah, his, yeah. Like yeah. his love for the game and everything. Like there, yeah. his love for like the locker room. Just everything about hockey is still there because I'm sure it's kind of hard to still love something. You know what I mean when you're going through something like that. So that's just incredible news. I mean, that's what he said in the interview. He's like, I just want to get back to playing hockey. Like, that's probably like, what he misses doing the most. You know what I mean? For sure. So happy. He's he's completed treatments, man. Oscar, if you're listening, right? So happy for <laughs> you. <laughs> no, it was so awesome seeing him ring that bell, I though. Know, man. And then like hugging his girl right after that. Like, just to get just getting that news must be just terrible, man. Just going through all of that, and then. Like, playing the game that you love and then having that being taken away from you in the middle of the season, just, and then beating it the same year. Like, that's just, that's a good, it's got to be a good feeling for him. Definitely. And in fact, like, just having the whole organization behind him, like, the way that they did. Like, the organization, like, they were so first class with everything on this. Mm. And the Flyers usually are with things like this. uh, Even AV's, like, comments when when Oscar would come and visit them. Like, oh, his beautiful smile, like, stuff like that. Yeah, like, I'm so proud of my team, bro. Seriously. Like, like, so proud of my coach. Like, to have a coach that actually talks about his players like that is is awesome to have. AV's a hell of a guy. And the next martini that he sips has got to be a Stanley Cup one, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I'll pay for it, dude. (laughs) Dude, an entire city of Philadelphia will pay for it. Yeah, we'll start a GoFundMe and everything. <laughs> I saw a tweet. I don't know who tweeted it. Sorry, I forget who tweeted it. But somebody was like, "The next martini that AV drinks is going to be something from the Stanley Cup." And then all the boys like tapped their sticks. I forget <laughs> who tweeted. It. I'm sorry. Somebody, somebody, let us know who tweeted that so we can give them credit for it. But that shit was hilarious. Did you say it? No. Nah. I got to try to find it and send it to you. That shit was fucking hilarious. You want to move on to the next one? Yeah, I want. I actually, I want to talk about Frost. Right Morgan now. Frost. We got. We gotta just do it. Let's you know dive I mean? into it. People know. Let's do it. It's on our minds. Like, yeah, it's we, definitely. We on have our... to talk about our thoughts on Frost being an extra in the lineup. Because, what are your thoughts, Dan? You give it. It's just we were talking about this earlier, and it's the fact that we we once referred to him like going in the playoffs as our secret weapon. Yeah. Because like he's not league wide known. He's not really like he hasn't played a full year. You know what I mean? There's not really too much tape out on him and stuff like that. So, like, he's going to, like, catch people. They're going to be like, oh, shit. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And um, I think he's even more of a secret weapon now going into this round robin and Stanley Cup playoffs just because all this time off and stuff. And then he had a birthday in between. He, he's 21 now. You know what I mean? It's like he literally had more than a full off season. Normal off season is, like, April, May, June if you're lucky. And then you come back in August. Actually, sometimes wait. Is it, sometimes it's late July, isn't it? Yeah, late July, August. And then you start September. This is more like more time off than a regular off season. Yeah. And I don't know. We just talked about. I think he'll be uh, mentally more mature, probably physically more mature too. It's basically like Farabee and Frost are going into their year two, like their year two years. Yeah, in year one. In yeah, year it's, one, it's, it's, it's it's definitely weird. 
I see what you're saying. He, he's definitely the the best black ace we have. He's the most skilled for sure. Uh, Av's ca- came out today in an interview and said that he's going to play around with the lineup in the play-in games. Like, of course, the first priority is winning the games, but obviously the number one priority is getting ready for the playoffs. So he already said he's going to come out and tinker with the lineup. So there's a chance that you see Frost in one of those first three games. And he said that he wants to do that because he wants to see who's ready. Like who who came ready, who came Which we said that we wanted him to and we knew he would be like yeah, that. We knew he'd be like we know that. we know our coach. Yeah. I love I love dude, I love him. And there's something behind that. More now than it's ever been because of the like you said, the huge break is not a normal break that we usually have. So whoever's whoever's fucking ready is gonna play. You know what I mean? So like who the best lineup is going to be iced. Game one of the playoffs, no matter who it is. Like, I, don't, I don't give a shit who it is. I want the, the best guys out there on the lineup. So, and if Frost happens to be one of those guys, cool. If not, then we'll deal with it. But, we, yeah, we talked, we've honestly talked about it at length, like how much we worry about the veterans starting slow. Like they did in the beginning of the year. Yeah, like, like they do in the beginning of every year. Like, every. Let's just say it. You know what I mean? Like they do it in the beginning of every extended period of time off they have. Even sometimes when they have like a two, like a week and a half bye week. They'll come back. To yeah, dogs. I know. Like the, the like, fucking New Year's bye week yeah. killed us. I know. I know. It's definitely a little sense of more of a sense of urgency now because of like the predicaments that we're in with the veterans. But there's definitely a chance that that happens. And, and if that's the case, we, we need Konechny, Couturier, Konechny, Couturier, Fairby, Fairby, Frost, maybe to step like, up. Yeah, that's that's going to be key. Because who stepped up in the beginning of the year when those guys were down? It was TK. Who start? Who stepped up? TK Lindblom, Lindy, Provy, Coots, Coots. Those guys, the guys we just mentioned, need to step up if that happens. But hopefully, hopefully that doesn't happen, and hopefully they come out of the gate swinging. So that's the hope. We really hope they don't, they don't do what they did. Yeah, I really hope TK and Coots don't have to carry the team or like be the only team's lifeline early on. TK was leading the team in points. He had 61 points, 24 goals, and 37 assists. He was, he was, he was doing his thing, man. He was. I, yeah, I called it TK breakout. TK I, that breakout, was like my yeah. hashtag. I would scream it on the Twitter all year. I did it game one too. That, you know uh, what I mean? Like, so the receipts are definitely. I think after the Prague game, I was like TK breakout year. Yeah, you were always on that TK breakout. This was his I'm here year. year. It was, dude. Coots was right behind him with 59 points, 22 goals, 37 assists. And Borchek was right behind Uh No, Drew was right behind him. And this is Coots, like, third no, or fourth Borchek. consecutive I'm here. Because yeah. Yeah, he is a monster. Selkie, you dude. got the MVP of the team, right? The Bobby Clark trophy? You better get the Selkie. I know that much. Oh, we'll riot if not. I can just easily see them giving it to Bergeron again. He's, like, the easy pick. Bro, not again. <laughs> How many <laughs> times is Coots going to get absolutely fucking robbed? By Bergeron. From Bergeron, dude. Like, how many times does Kutus have to shut him down while they actually play, but just get robbed? Oh, yeah, robbed the, the Selkie trophy, too. Couturier, at this point in time, is better than Bergeron. Right now, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say, like, it's just, it would be criminal if they, especially if we played Boston in the playoffs and beat them, I'd be really pissed if they gave it to Bergeron after that. Boston's going to be really good, dude. Boston got really like I know everyone got healthy, but Boston got healthy. They traded for Ka- uh, Casa. He's yeah. good. But like we said, it's all about who's ready though, because sure. like, no one expected this break. No one knew we would be back. So there's probably going to be some 
teams with players like under condition. Like, yeah, like kind of like oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Drinking so much beer and eating too like, many barbecue cheat days, food. Playing too yeah. much Warzone, shit like yeah. Gets like that, man. Warzone's fun as shit. It really is. It, like <laughs> it really is. Kevin Hayes had 41 points, 23 goals, 18 assists. He's another guy. He, he, he was heating up towards the end of the season. Him and Therby and TK have really good chemistry. So maybe that's a line that we see in the playoffs. Because I know first line is probably going to be Giroux, Couturier, Voracek. Then the second line might be Therby, Hayes, TK. So and then JVR, Grant, Pitlick. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm cool with Grant and Pitlick anywhere in the three and four range. Yeah, Where would, me like, too. Raffle, too. Rams, like, you still have yeah, Raffle, too. Like, Rafi. anywhere. That's why we have, like, a toolbox on our bottom six. Like, we can just pick and change parts. And the, and, and the dudes that run our bottom six are Lawton, Pitlick, and Raffle right now. Like, this year, those three dudes, I mean, we've talked about it before. I really think those three dudes have really been, like, the, the core of that bottom six. They're, they they All three of them have been awesome this year. Dude, Lawton. Awesome depth, guys. We we talked about so many times like what playoff Lawton this time around is gonna look like. I mean, it's it's, it's all gonna year. look different, but but he's gonna be laying the body. You know how Lawton. Yeah, is, it's gonna dude. be fun, yeah, dude. dude. It's gonna be fun. You see, uh, teams are like, emailing fans to send in like chants of them. I did, dude. The Flyers didn't send any emails apparently, but a lot of other teams have. Could you imagine if we would send one in? Just like, all we're, off the we're gonna get one. No, we're gonna get one. I don't know how people get that email. I don't know, like how. I, I, just, I think the team just sends it out, right? To like every fan. I, I, I maybe I don't know. Season ticket holder. I don't know. I, send I me really, that email. Send me that we'll email. We'll gladly flyers. send you a video. We'll provide sure. a lot of content for <laughs> in arena experience. How do you think? Apparently, like they're doing all that shit. Like, what do you think they're gonna be trying to trying to do there with all that? It's either gonna be really bad or really good. I think because they're, they're so specific be- with it. I saw a lot it, of people. Like, That's cheesy as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I did see a lot of that, but like, I honestly think the way soccer did it was the best. How did soccer do? I haven't really. They just that. had like a sound noise, crap, like a FIFA noise or whatever. Like while the the players are playing. Yeah, but the pl- I don't think the players heard it. it I, th- I think it was only the broadcast heard like the FIFA noise, and then uh, whenever a goal was scored, it would show like a live FaceTime of like a hundred fans like jumping in their like room and stuff like that. That's cool. But like the thing about this is like they're asking for you to make a reaction to a goal without a goal actually being scored. Yeah, so what like what do I have to go like go back and watch Drew score yeah. overtime in twenty ten in the cup like to and react to yeah, that like, like, yeah like what do you want me to look, do? I feel like it's, it's either gonna look so unnatural and just cringy. Yeah. Or it might actually be good. Like the well, chance it might recreate the actual in game. The chance I think might work because the all they gotta do is just use the fucking audio and put it all together. <laughs> yeah, I know how but hard the, can that the, be? but the reaction like you said might be like maybe some people who are good actors could pull it off. But like some people, that's definitely gonna be like cringy. I know if I do it, it might look pretty like, cringy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's go. Yeah, like, but I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do with all that. I'm interested though. I know I saw something that they're gonna do. <laughs> they're gonna be like a bad call booze. <laughs> like, boo, like a bad call. <laughs> you know, refs gonna be getting booed by like the, the microphone. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck, right? Dude? You suck. <laughs> yeah. Asshole. You know, it'd be cool like, if uh, Philly fans could like send in like automated messages. <laughs> that would <laughs> that, be like, bad. Go that, through the system. Yeah. They don't want that. That would be bad. We'd be versing the, the penguins in the playoffs. Like, fuck you, Crawls. Yeah. We just like threw the microphone randomly, dude. <laughs> could you imagine like we play the penguins? In the playoffs or some shit like that, and we get like a technical home game, but we're in Toronto. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
and then when you all you just every time Crosby gets the puck, I just <laughs> like just the audio be, playing it. That would be really cool if, yeah, if we had a home game in Toronto, we reversing the Penguins, and Crosby <laughs> had the puck, and he was a technically the away team, and like they had booze, yeah. and we do every time he comes here. That be that would be really. It's cool. just dudes on Facetime on the job, that, <laughs> boo, like just looking dudes. down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really funny. I'm I'm really interested to see how they do that. It's gonna be cool to have like the Flyers goal horn and like when the Flyers are wearing the oranges. It's gonna look cool. Like it's it's gonna look like pro kinda, but like no fans. But like the camera angle a lot different. Like the camera is gonna look the same, but just no fans. I mean, obviously they're gonna put something in the stands. I heard might even be more cameras too. Like it might it might be a better like picture. It might. We'll see, dude. We don't know. We know the commentators are gonna go. They have to. A hundred. They have to. For like for every sport, to be honest with you, NBA. MLB, and MLB, NHL. yeah, yeah. I think all like, announcers really got to take the spotlight. You got to make it exciting for fans. Like you got to really step up right now because a lot of people are depending on you to make the games look, yeah. look more fun than talking to you, Tom McCartney it, it, for the <laughs> Phillies. He, dude, Tom McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy. Yeah, yeah, dude. He, yeah, he can be bad, man. He could be, but like the thing that like Can't saves him, that broad, I, it's baseball. <laughs> I know, but the thing that kind of like saves that broadcast is like them cutting down to like. Murph, or you know what I mean, or just yeah, someone just like, blown in the like yeah, at, cool. at, at like a food stand or yeah. something like that. Now it's just gonna be them, like just in a booth, just sitting there talking about the O2 pitch, just over and over. Base- as, long, as long as I see Bryce Harper crank one in the right field, dude, I don't, I don't give a fuck. And JT, sign him, <laughs> sign him, sign him. That's the only Phillies talk we'll talk about here. But Flyers will still be exciting. I was hockey talking, will still be. Exciting. I was talking to my friend. Like two days ago, and I think hockey is going to be the one sport that is least affected by the no fans thing. I mean, it's going to be weird. Don't get me wrong, but like we we've gone and watched development camps and like with no fans and like they they play. And I'm not trying to compare playoff hockey to development camps. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, I, think, I think hockey players are more used to playing in empty arenas. Like those dudes who grew up playing in juniors, they play in empty arenas. You know what I mean? Like OHL is. Some of those teams are empty. You know what I mean? Fucking Florida and NHL teams are basically empty arenas. Like, some of these players do have, like, they have experience playing in empty arenas. I think hockey players are going to be the least affected by it. Yeah. How weird is it going to be, though, be like, weird. not seeing playoff hockey? Because the thing that's so, like, awesome it's gonna about be weird. playoff like, hockey plans, is just seeing, the like, fans, the towels yeah. and stuff like that. It's going to be really weird. The sea of orange. Like, all that. But at the same time, like, while that stuff, it, like, it provides a big home advantage, it also hurts you when you go on the road. So yeah. not having it all together, it kind of just Equals provides more focus for those those teams that are playing like both ways. Like like Carl Hart, for instance, great at home this year they and really on matter. the road, Same yeah. And now it's going to be a neutral site, and so like if he just starts ripping it up in Toronto, like with no fans and stuff like that, like who can stop? You know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that See, that I'm I'm it, thinking about. It's what everyone's thinking about because you got to think differently now because it's not it's not a normal fucking playoff. It's it's all, it's all going to be different. And another thing I want to add on that, I think hockey is going to be a little bit easier in terms of that because I think like the the flow of hockey is so fast. I think the announcers can keep up with it and just make it seem exciting. Like, you know, like yeah, Jim Jackson's great. Jim Jackson at it. can do that really well. So just I think just try to make it more exciting than you usually do. Just add a little bit more like oomph to it, and I think it'll be fine. I, I really don't think hockey is going to be that bad. Like I think guys like Doc Emmerich. Guys like Jim Jackson can do that. Like they can yeah. like elevate it for sure. With ease, and I really think honestly. they're gonna do it. I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. And they're gonna do something in the stands. I think whether it's like shirts, like it, it would be really cool if the Flyers had like their first home game 
for the playoffs, the first real playoff game in Toronto, obviously. They just fill the seats with orange orange shirts. Every seat, orange shirt. Definitely should do that. Something like That's that. That's something easy. Something, like, something easy like yeah. that that would make the fans happy. Personally, it would make me happy. Just saying it. Just saying the it. The vibe, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah, okay. There's no... There's not a person in the shirt, obviously, but like just having the shirt there, seeing the seeing the sea of orange in some capacity would make me happy for sure. So something like that they should definitely do. Yeah, I feel like they would really drop the ball if they didn't do something like that. Yeah, and I'm they not just saying, left it empty like yeah, seeds. I don't, which I don't think they were. Like, I don't think you can. Yeah, it would look like iceworks, bro. <laughs> like you have to do something. Like they they obviously are, but that's something I think that would be really cool. Seeing seeing that would be really really cool. I think the players would think it would be cool too, just to come out and see all the orange, the first home game in the playoffs. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And then if you could add in some crowd noise, goal horn, the commentators are still good. I mean, I mean honestly, even if they don't add in the crowd noise, I'd be fine. I, I'm cool with just hearing the the players talk, the coaches scream, the the sound. Yeah, of mic the puck up more on the, players. Uh, yeah, I'm cool with it. Like, That's another puck thing. On the stick. I mean, I'm cool with like, all that. Like you know, like when a dude buries a one timer, like you can hear like the thump in the net, but sometimes like. On yeah, the Provi goal. The, the, the Provorov goal yeah, yeah, is the stuff Capitals. Stuff like that. Like, there are some times, like, you can't hear that. Or, like, a loud, like, post hit yeah. because of the crowd noise and, like, They're gonna be the some, commentator. Yeah. You're going to be able to hear, like, all of that. some awesome, like, some cool sounds. Like, sounds you would hear at, like, a development camp or something like that. Yeah, there are going to be some positives to to this no fan thing. But obviously, there are going to be some negatives. But, yeah, some of the positives, you're going to hear a lot a lot of more stuff than you are accustomed to. Like, yeah, the, the post shots are going to sound so crisp. They're going to sound really cool. Hopefully, we don't hear too many of those coming from the fire side. You're going to hear, like, Fairbank you're gonna hear Frost screaming. Yeah. Fairbank yeah. Frost love hitting posts. I don't know what's up with them. They, they I feel like all, all, like, new players yeah, do. All, the all like, young run, players yeah. do. Cause I mean, Konechny TK did. did. Yep. Ooh, but now he don't. Ooh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was the same time, bro. That was the same time. TK doesn't anymore, though. TK we buries that We were talking about that because in the beginning, his beginning – of his career, he he hit a ton of posts, and he he was learning how to finish too, just like Fairby and Frostar. Yeah, just, now look at him. He's now a, he has an NHL finish. He's a fucking he's, all star. He's really good, Let's and go. he's not he, I, he's not at his ceiling yet either. Like yeah. he's still so yeah. young, and he's on a five million dollar deal. Like, you know what I loved about I TK? Love he's not he's not like one of the top guys on the team. Like he's not one of the guys that you look like, one of the core guys. That's Hart, Provorov, Couturier. But, like, he's one of those guys that I'm looking at right now. I'm like, even though you're not – you're probably the fourth most important or fifth best important player on the team. Like, he's extre- he's a leading goal scorer this year. So, he's extremely important to this playoff. And I love how – I love the fact that he's the fourth, like, quote-unquote important player. He's so important to this team. I'm not trying to take away from that. But, but it just goes you know to show I'm trying how to many say? good like, players we have. Yeah, it, yeah. it goes to show, like, the depth that we have on this team that – Travis Kentney is quote unquote the fourth or fifth best, most important player. Yeah, he's our but in technical point terms, he's our leading goal scorer this year. I mean, he has how many? Twenty four goals. I said. Yeah, I think so. In the team, so twenty four goals. We're, I'm looking assists. at Travis Kentney to not only show up in the playoffs. I'm looking at Travis Kentney to tear up the playoffs. Like, there's no, ex- there's no reason he he shouldn't. I think he will. I think he will too. Yeah, one hundred. He, he's one guy he's where a, I have no doubts about like. He's another guy that I'm looking at. I'm like, he's going into another year. It's like it's it's like he's going into another his his what year? When he come in the league, fifteen. I think he, he drafted fifteen, came in sixteen. Pretty sure. Yeah, so it's like he's going into another year. So there's some exciting exciting things, Danny. I'm excited. You know, what's another way. Well, you know, how they were talking about like there was a like a little bit of a fuss before uh, 
the COVID stoppage on player track, like puck tracking. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. I wonder if they could like, because they said they were gonna start testing on, like testing them during the, the playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. I wonder if Shit they're changed. still gonna do that. I also wonder if that, like they could use that to make a broadcast like more interesting as well. Stuff like yeah. that. Like mic up the players have puck tracking and stuff like that, and you can get like cool graphics with like like cool heat maps, like mid game stuff like that. That would be know, really like, cool. They, they're gonna do something. They have first of all, they have to do something, and they're gonna do something to make it because you gotta make up for it. You gotta make up for no yeah. fans, cause especially for the small market teams. You really gotta make up for it. You yeah, know you have right? to. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I think that'd be kind of cool though. Heat maps in the middle of the game. I wasn't a big fan of the the, the red line that followed the puck in the All Star game or whatever the fuck that was. I I really yeah, didn't like no, that. that was weird. And yeah. it was also weird how they had like a they also had player tracking during that game, right? They had like yeah, a, they had like so a the pop names, up like the connect yeah, like, I didn't like that at all either. There was too many names. It was like it was like forty names on the screen. It was like half the screen was names. I wonder what they were gonna what they were planning on testing in the play like before the coronavirus stuff happened. What they were planning on testing in the playoffs because. Why would you want to test? All I'm saying is, I wonder if it would if it was something big, like if if it was the name thing or if it was the the puck tracking. I think it was puck tracking for like advanced analytics. In the in the middle of the playoffs. Yeah, we we talked about it on the podcast. We were like, what happens if you put a, something in the middle of a puck, and then the puck hits the post? Yeah, and we like did talk. Yeah, we did talk about this. Like that. Yeah. Like how do you decide? Like what? Half the puck is in the net, half, the other half. Good, but the tracker's in the net. Like does it count? Oh, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just that, that'd be the Flyers' luck, dude. It'd be like overtime. Drew hits the hits the post. Half the puck goes in. Half the puck is in. The yeah, all because glove. Of it, there's a big ass tracking no device goal. in the middle of it. No goal. And that oh my dude, you know what I watched the other day that still irks me. Hold on, let me guess. Was it was it the TK goal against yeah, the Capitals? Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what I was gonna say. I, bro. Exactly I was watching was. that the other day. I know you too well. I'm so happy he made up for it. Like not like a couple minutes later. Yeah, a couple right? minutes later, he potted one. Yeah, he potted another one. That one they couldn't take away. Yeah, the rebound. Right? That goal was in. Like yeah, I know you 100%. couldn't see it, but like we talked about it. We, like, it was a good play by Holpe. It was it was a veteran yeah, play by Holpe. The cover, the very good play. Angle. Yeah, but that that puck went in 100. percent He just. His angle and the way he was sitting made it. He just there was no way to overturn that. I remember saying it in the podcast like right after it was that was a goal, but there was literally no way to overturn yeah. it, so you couldn't. So no goal. But we like, play the Capitals August sixth, dude. Let's continue whooping their ass. Dude, we so. I know we own them this year. Let's <laughs> yeah, continue. It's so this, awesome dude. too. <laughs> it's so awesome, especially in Washington. For some reason, we just put up five. Boston seven. too. We we played Boston well uh, pretty know, well this yeah. year too. Pretty sure we, we played them in the last game of the season before the stoppage, and we lost one nothing. Remember? Yeah, and it was a, it was a really good game. Though. Yeah, it was. But just, the other two games we won. Yeah, mm-hmm. we won one in the shootout, and then the other one. Yep. Yeah, two and, in the shootout. Actually, yeah, I two think. in the shootout. Yeah, you're right. And then the one with Marsha and went over the puck with his stick. That was funny. Yeah, that was. You, we, you love to see that. And then we versed Tampa August 9th. So let's make predictions for those three games because we've been asked by multiple people on Twitter. So let's give it like a definitive answer because I I quoted someone's tweet and I was like three no let's run it but like that was just more me being sarcastic. But I'm gonna say it's hopeful two and one in the the two and one. I think that's where where most people are going. I think three no would just be trying to be hopeful. Yeah, but like it could happen. You know, it's only three games. Definitely, I definitely think it could happen. But I think we'll beat Boston, Boston and Washington. I think we'll lose to Tampa. See, I, I'm gonna go the other way. I, I think we go two and one as well. But I think yeah. we lose to either Capitals or Boston. But then we beat Tampa. 
it's gonna be one of those, it's gonna be one of those you, weird. You never know. Yeah. Like, hockey's weird like that. Hockey is weird. But like we said, trying to explain to anybody who hasn't like fully grasped it yet, the Flyers are currently in fourth place. They're playing for seeding one through four. So the worst that the Flyers can finish is fourth, and that's where they currently are right now. But the best that they can finish is first, and that's if they go three zero. These those three playing games. The fact that we have a chance to take first. When uh, yeah, Couturier and, out. yeah, Couturier and Giroux commented on it. It's just it's it's a really good thing for the Flyers. Like some teams got screwed over by it, but for the Flyers, it, it's they can only go up. They they, yeah, they can't fourth. go down. Yeah, they so can't like, go down. That's, that's that's the best thing about it. Yeah, like you're in the playoffs. In. Yeah, you're locked in the playoffs. You can't go any any further down. The only way you can go is up. That's basically what the NHL yeah. told us, and we were like, "Cool, thanks." You that, fucked that us sick, over. Though. You fucked us over with the the, the scheduling, with the whole Prague shit. Yeah. How you always start us out in the West Coast. You could have. They they gave us a little a fucking bone. They helped us out a little bit. And then <laughs> kind of screwed the Penguins in the process too, because they yeah, were the next yeah, team. They, they, and they got bunged out. It was, yeah, but now oh, I don't think we ever talked about the fact like that that lottery, that draft lottery. The yeah. fact that like the Penguins, Leafs. Canadian, like the Rangers. Oilers. You know it's going to be the Rangers. I have a feeling it's going to be the I Rangers, I really know dude. it's not the Rangers, dude. If it's the Rangers, we're like Ka- uh, Capo Caco and Laughing Air. <laughs> yeah, like no thanks, dude. This <laughs> might be their way, like, because you know Crosby's getting old and stuff like that. Yeah. Dude, imagine if they lost to, like, Montreal, Carey Price heats up, and then they get it. I just don't, so rigged, I just don't want any Eastern Conference team to get them. To to get Lafreniere, right just nobody in our division, please. Oh my god, that's just all go I to the ask. West. Just yeah, go to Cal- uh, Calgary with Johnny Gaudreau. I saw like give him a reason not to want to leave. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like go to Cal- uh, Calgary. Go to go to Winnipeg. Go I saw like conspiracy, bro. What? I saw like conspiracy theory. With what? The fact that the the reason why they did that was Who? because the NHL. Oh, okay. What, what do you mean? Who? Uh, I, like, don't what do you mean? I don't like, know. I don't know what. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm sorry. The NHL with the with the lottery. So like, there's no reason to cancel the season. Like, we have to like finish the season because I did see that. And another thing I saw was the fact that Toronto and Edmonton volunteered to be the hub cities, and like the NHL wanted them to be like they wanted to still give those organizations a chance to be Number. to get some like really good process. If that if that's if it's Toronto or Edmonton, so like, both, I'm calling them out, dude. Yeah, their, so technically both cities have a chance to either win the cup or get the first overall yeah. pick. Yeah, that's crazy. I, mean, I never thought about it like yeah, that. I, didn't I saw even... that tweet and I was like, dude, that makes sense. It, it does really make does. Sense, like, if well, definitely... just just know if either one of them get the first overall pick, like you're calling them out. Yeah, of course, because dude, that that looked so rigged. The guy was really like, oh, and the first pick, it did look uh, pretty uh, like uh, nonchalant. Uh, flipped yeah. it. It was literally an NHL logo. I'm like, what is that? I'm like, is this like a Joker card? Like they're pulling <laughs> like last second. Does that like not count? Yeah, yeah I know. They, were like, they were like a play in team number seven. I'm like, the fuck does that even mean? Like, what? What if Pittsburgh gets him, dude? Like, there's a the fact that there's an actual chance that Pittsburgh can get him pisses me. Yeah, off. after after a whole run. decade plus of dominance, they have a chance to get a first overall pick in another good playoff year. That would piss me off. To it really no would. end, it would piss me off, bro. I it just looks so rigged. Like, why not just give it to it Detroit? Did look weird, give, it bro. To, give it to Yeiserman in Detroit. Let him build a little team. Man. But I did see a tweet that, in reality, like the, there was a 22% chance of that outcome happening. I saw yeah, it. There was, was yeah, there was a bunch so of like, little chances. It was, chances like, it was like the up. second outcome. 
it was like one through four, and like that was the second highest percentage outcome of happening. So it wasn't really that shocking. It was just a, it, it did look weird, though. I'll definitely give that. To yeah, you. the way they presented it, looked it like weird. they knew what they were doing before yeah. they did it. it yeah, the it fact that like, they announced yeah. the second draft event immediately after he pulled the car too. He literally flipped the car and was like. Uh, the second draft will be uh, after the playing. Yeah, after the playing game. Like he knew. Like they knew the whole time. What the shit was already set up. Yeah, bro. I know. Like he doesn't just flip the card. And he wasn't like, uh, I know. What is this? And then he asked, and then he found out. It was like, nah. He like it's... the number eleven Lafreniere Pittsburgher is already getting stitched on right now. As Stop. we speak, bro. Stop. I I, I would be generally fucking heated. Nah, yeah, I'd be I, steaming. I'd be really mad. You know where I do want him to go? Where? And like anywhere, and anywhere west, west honestly, would be cool. But Montreal, Fra- Montreal French would be really cool. Yeah, that would just be as a hockey fan. Like I want to see, like the next star French Canadian be yeah. playing in Montreal. Even though I have actual nightmares of getting torched in Montreal when I was younger in the playoffs, I hate. Montreal. I would love to see him play there in a full packed stadium in the playoffs because that building can go. Yeah, crazy. that would just be so fun to watch. As a fan of hockey, as a fan of hockey, I would love to see, see him go there for sure. Absolutely, I I agree. But a part of me hates them because of how they used to fucking kill us there, bro. I used to hate playing there. Like the, the horn still hate still playing haunts there. me, bro. Still don't like little. playing there. I know. Even like earlier in the year when we played that one game where we got or Brian Elliott got scored on like ten seconds. Ten in, seconds like, in, Armia. Yeah. Oh my god. We still won that game. It was the game Proby was like yeah, right right in through Max Domi. That's another thing. Max Domi, seven to ten days, he's gonna let the Canadians know if he's playing or not in the. Like he he got like an extended because yeah is he still is he in training condition. camp though no he's oh shit seven because like today was the today at five was the cutoff date for players to let teams know if they're not playing or not without penalty yeah and apparently he got like seven or ten more days because of his like health conditions to like come to the decision so the next seven to ten days he'll let the Montreal Canadiens know if he's playing or not honestly like Montreal doesn't really have too big of a chance like honestly I I think he should just sit out yeah I mean yeah I mean that's your yeah. I mean, like, I, like, I'm sure as, like, a professional hockey player, like, you don't want to. And I'm yeah. sure his teammates don't want to. But, like, I think that would just – if he decided to sit out, I think that would just be the safe bet. Just want him to listen to his doctors. Like, whatever his doctors recommend for him, just do. You know what I mean? Like, if they recommend you sit out and sit out, like it's the, the game's not worth your health. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. I want to talk right. about the new CBA deal. Yeah. Danny wants to get into that. So, uh, real bad. So, um – the NHL extended the CBA for four more years. So they had, uh, what was it? They had two years on the current agreement? Yeah, so they had, so the current agreement wasn't supposed to expire until 2022. Yeah. But then this agreement was a four-year extension, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Um, That's good, though. It's pe- like, it only took a fucking pandemic for, for Gary Bettman to be- come to terms with an agreement without a fucking lockout. So that's kind of cool. And we actually had we had an episode titled like potential yeah, lockout. Our, yeah, it was like our second episode, I think. Was, <laughs> yeah. Are we talking about a fucking lockout? Because it was like, it was it was like, kind of down the road. Like it was gonna happen. You know what I mean? The way things were trending, the, like the way players was, were yeah. unhappy about escrow. By the way, you see Panarin's uh, yeah, tweet about like, you complain about escrow or whatever. Yeah, it got all solved though with yeah. the agreement. Thankfully. And, um, I did see that though. Yeah, his tweet. But uh, it, it's so awesome to see that we're not gonna have a work. Stop. I heard something about we're playing Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. Twenty twenty two Olympics. Yep. Awesome. I love I love the Olympics, dude. Oh, I really yeah, do. It's great it's hockey. Like, it's like one of the best stages, probably the best stage of I'll, hockey. I love seeing like all the different countries come together and like 
all the different countries come together and play the one sport that everyone loves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone's just playing that sport that everyone has like that that like tie. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the crowds are so hockey. passionate when it comes to the Olympics. Oh, I love but it. The stadiums are like deep. You know what I mean? Because yes, it's the Olympics. Dude. So like that, I love. I'm so excited for the international hockey. Always fun. I wonder if that means the, the World Yellow. Cup would come back. I wonder if they'll bring that back down the line. It's it's, it's exciting that they got a deal done because, like you said, Olympic hockey's fun as shit. So, like, some of the inner workings of this deal, I heard that, like, for this year and next year or something, I'm, I'm not, like, 100% on this, but this was something I was reading. Um, this year and next year, like, a lot of the re- like the revenue split is going to go in the owner's favor, but then down the line of the CBA is going to go back in the player's favor. Mm-hmm. Something, like, just to compensate for now for, like, the small market teams, I guess. Stuff yeah. like that, small market owners. And um, it's just good to see. Like, isn't it crazy to think that the NHL is kind of handling this whole thing be- the it's best? The, it's, the, it's the last like, organization I thought would be handling this well. Negotiations. Yeah, they're usually well. terrible with stuff yeah. like this, especially like with a pandemic and stuff like that. That's what I'm like saying. Like, a lot, like, I saw so many people tweeting, like, it only took like a pandemic for like Gary Bittman to like put some yeah. pep in his step to get a fucking deal done. So, yeah, it's, it's good to see that they agreed on that. I just got an update by Bill Melter that Shane Gossesbury had a second surgery over, the over like, the, the break about seven weeks ago. Small scope done on his cartilage. Um, I swear, whenever he has a year when he's just not playing good, we always hear about when we stop playing he has a surge. You know what I mean? And it's, it, he had another one, though. He had a one, like, while he was going through that, like, during the year. And then, yeah. like, seven weeks ago, he had another one, so... He said he was having left knee. He was having some power and push off issues, which I mean, it was pretty obvious to tell during like while he's playing. He just didn't look the same. And he was like so frustrated and like Very. down on himself too. It was so That's sad how he gets. to see. Bro. It's how he gets. Like he's so he's always been like that since he's a very emotional player. He wears his emotions on his sleeve and. When his confidence is down, it's very obvious. And when his confidence is up, he's play, he plays some of his best hockey. It's it was so sad to see because like for so many, I would actually not for so many years. I'd say for like. Those couple of years when he came onto the scene, like he was like the the guy for the fans. You know what I mean? He was the only reason Everyone why was we, buying me ghost and you watched hockey for because the team was so bad. I mean, that was the only bright spot of the team. Yeah, for sure. But like so many people bought Gossespierre jerseys. He went from like I did. he went from an AHLer to like being at the carnival and having the longest line. Like he used to, he was so big for a couple of years, and it's just sad to see like the fact that. Uh, well, I guess it might have been because he was hurt, but it was sad to see that he couldn't crack our new regime's lineup because we thought he would be. He was one of the guys in the off season. We were like, sure, like we think with AV, like he's gonna explode. Yeah, because of the way AV talked about him, like full yeah, year, it was one of the first healthy. names he mentioned. Yeah, he, he mentioned he, like Couturier, Ghost. Yeah, he was excited to get to, to get his hands on Ghost and start working with him. No, definitely, he was he was one of the bright spots back then, and I mean. I don't know if he's 100% healthy after getting that, that news. like maybe It was just a little scope. I don't know if he's – he was practicing, like just pictures of him practicing, so I'm sure he's fine now. But He's had all, he's had knee issues before, though, hasn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, he tore his ACL. Yeah, dude. Um, oh, and Sam Carcitti just tweeted, this is a different knee that Ghost had repaired in January. So it's both. Yeah. Like, so that's both, sad to see, bro. Yeah, it really not good. is. It's definitely not good. But I'm, I'm interested to see – what happens with this lineup? Because like like we said before with Frost and how he's probably going to get a you're probably going to see Frost in one or two games. One of the two uh, playing games, will we see him at all? 
I think we definitely do in the round robin. Whether or not we see him like full time in the playoffs, I think is determined how he does training camp and round robin. Because like we said, AV wants guys who are ready. Yeah, whoever the fuck, whoever's ready. And like, listen, Robert Hag was playing some awesome hockey when like he was playing. He was fine hockey for us. And and if he's the dude that we're gonna, I'm completely comfortable with that. With going into going into the playoffs with with Provorov, Niski, Sandheim, Myers. Hag Braun, well, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't, I'm more than okay with that. They were playing some they very were solid. Too. They were on. They were the hottest team in the NHL. But listen, if if, if Ghost is in there for for Hag, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be mad at it. Until like, until Ghost he, earned that until spot. Until he does and, something bad though, then I'm gonna be like, all right. Yeah, until he tries to do a spin move and falls and turns the puck <laughs> yeah. like, and then slams on, his dude, stick and shit like that. No, but seriously, if he earns a spot. Out of camp, like every like this is basically another training camp. Everyone's got to earn their spot again. It's it's all like Niskanen acknowledged in an interview today that like the Flyers obviously lost all momentum that they had going into that like fucking five months. Answer. That hurt us. Yeah, too. it hurt us. Like but he admitted that like they lost that, but now they got to get it back. Same thing for like these spots got to get earned again. You know what I mean? You, you earned it back in September. You got to do it all over again. You know how I'm ex- you know I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see Fairby, dude. I'm excited to see Albay Kubel. Albay, I was, ooh, he, yeah, he yeah. was my second guy. Yep, I'm I was. So I was excited. talking to Brian about him. Dude, I I can't wait to see. He's how ready. He you see in. his quotes, dude. I love that guy. I really do. He he went from someone that I was like, I will admit, like whenever I thought of him, I was like a oh, phantom. You know what I mean? Like he's yeah. a phantom guy, phantom guy. Like I never realized truly like. But Brian was first on that. He really yeah, was. Yeah, he really was. He but I, I didn't see it like as early as Brian. Like, but like it was, it was awesome. I knew he was a good player. I didn't think he'd be. Yeah, I, I didn't think he'd be this good. Dude, his wrist shot is crazy. Dude. He just oh, like we talk, we talk worker. about like new new dudes coming in and not having the, that NHL finish. Like he kind of he did that like in the first couple of games. Like he just yeah. roofed it. He's always been a very skilled little guy, like with a with a motor, very nice forecheck, but it was just a two-way game, and his consistency in the AHL that was lacking for the first, I mean, he's been in our system for a while, that's why, that's why you thought of, oh, AHL with NAK, because he was, he, he's been with us for a yeah. while now, so, it's basically the same thing with Lawton, I mean, look at the way Lawton's been treated with this fan base, he went from, like, the edge at uh, the edge of getting kicked off this like family like, people wanted him traded people were so down on him and now like, i remember hold on one sec i remember the for the expansion draft when we protected him people, people were, were pissed yeah like they were like why the hell are we wasting our protection on scott law and now look that's and, why hexall yeah. did that it's the same thing like, you just got to be patient like patience does pay off with some players and and, and i think lawton and nak are two Prime examples of that. Coots too. And Coots. Oh my god, yeah. Coots is the I mean, biggest. Example. Coots was. I don't think Coots is the biggest example because Coots was like already shutting down Malkin when he was eighteen. So I already knew he was elite in that terms. I was just waiting for his yeah. offense to come around. But the, like the if, offense like wasn't there. If you there watched for a while. hockey and you knew what you were looking at, like you just you saw Couturier shutting down Evgeny Malkin in the playoffs while he's eighteen years old, and you were just like, okay. He's already doing this at 18 years old. It's just his offense is gonna his offense is gonna come around eventually, and it, he's one of the best two way centers in the league right now. Yeah, but I, I think what had a lot of people like upset was that that did it did take a little bit. It did for yeah. sure. But like, look at that. People draft. always knew he had the. Look dis- at that draft. Yeah, draft had. Like, who else are you taking? Like, you could take Couturier again. Yeah, but like that draft isn't very good. Yeah, I know it's the not the best, draft. especially in this decade. This decade had a lot of it's good, it's good, to, see that we, good, it's good to see that we hit because of how bad that draft actually was. 
Who does he Especially with? after like that uh the Carter and Richards trades, like kinda like like the fan base, like they love those dudes and they kinda like hurt yeah. them and the fact that like that return actually panned out to be uh a, a selkie contender on four points. You know if it wasn't for that million. Richards and Carter trade, we would have never had Frost to Faraby. Because or, we got or Shen, or, like like that trade or is crazy. Or Wayne Simmons. Like the, the the trade tree that like branches out from it that really is. Insane. It's long too. It's very long. It's stupid long. Very that would be a fun like video. That would be idea. very very. Cool. I, I, I might do that. I we really should do that. That's that sounds... a little idea we're throwing. Yeah. But no, seriously, we wouldn't have Frost. We wouldn't have Fairby if it wasn't for obviously that Braden Shen tree. But the Mike Carter, Mike Carter, Mike Wayne Richards Simmons and... either. Wayne Simmons was yeah, awesome Simmons. here. And um, Where is and he then now? eventually Couturier, Wayne Simmons. Oh, Buffalo. Buff- Buffalo. Yeah. Why do I think he's in Nashville? Yeah, he's in Buffalo. Buffalo. Sorry. Not playing and they're at home. So. Yeah, yeah, they're playing golf. <laughs> oh, did you see the rumors? Eichel's trade rumors or yeah. whatever? You, did you see what they were asking for? Yeah, apparently? McDavid. Not even Dry Saddle. Yeah, like, it, no, was just, just it was just It was just McDavid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, they were going to want for one. For Like, why would they do that? Like, what? <laughs> it's so asinine. <laughs> like, it's like, let's would... trade our number one pick in the draft. For the number two, you know that would make no sense for Edmonton at all. All, all like all a twelve-year-old has to do is pull up Google and just type in stats and just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stats. Or just, all you gotta do is just compare their stats side by side. You, like, you don't even have to dive that deep. <laughs> it's just my little sister could do it. It's just why would Edmonton even like entertain that? I'd be like, that, you, you want me to trade the best player in the NHL for Jack Eichel? Yeah, I honestly nah. think it's just them being petty because they didn't get the first pick that year. I saw so they were like, the only it. way you're going to get Eichel on a team with McDavid or like on your team is if you give us McDavid because we're not going to let them be on the same team because you picked one above us. We yeah. one and two. But cool. Uh, but I, I just thought it's so funny that it, not even dry settled them. They were like, nah, not even dry settled. Yeah, not the 50 McDavid. goal scorer. <laughs> yeah, dude. Guy had like, he was like about to set like a record in points this year. And, uh, dude scores goals in his dreams. You don't want him. <laughs> dude. He's exciting, bro. I'm excited to see McDavid and and him in the in the playoffs. Even the, even if it's at 10:30, I will be watching. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care, bro. I was I was really looking forward to seeing them play in Edmonton, though. You know what? I, well, actually, they might be. You know what I'm saying? Because it's in Edmonton, but like with fans, like a full, like Oilers Arena. You know what I mean? Because Oilers are so fun to watch, especially when they're on national TV. Yeah. And I know if they were on like NBC playoff game. At home and stuff like that. I would have loved to have. Now, are all these games that. like I know the TV listens haven't come out, so like you don't know the full answer. But are these games going to be like, all these games going to be on like national television? I I would assume so because they got to get that uh that they ha- revenue. Yeah, they have to, in, yeah, you know so. what I mean? They would probably try to get that revenue any way they could. It's, it's gonna be the, but would only... Jim Jackson be calling games? That, I was like gonna, yeah. I, that was my that was my follow up question because I didn't like is Jim Jackson going to be the guy or is it going to be Doc Emmerich announcing like six games a day? Like how many announcers oh, are going to be yeah. down there? Like in the like are there are they going to do it? Over the computer, with like Doc, like completely somewhere else, just watching the games and announcing it that way, or is he going to be there? Like I, these are questions that need to be answered, Dan. Yeah, like I wonder if there's like you know there's so many games being played in nine days or whatever. I wonder if during those days you will have local commentators in, just because like you can't have Doc, you can't have the whole NBC team commentate like three twelve o'clock games. Four, four o'clock. You know what I mean? Yeah, like two, eight o'clock, yeah. one, ten p.m. Yeah. I feel like at that point you you kind of have to mix in. But once it starts getting the later rounds, because yeah. the later rounds are always national TV, well, like when, even without COVID. Once the first ten days are over, like a lot of teams go home. Yeah. So like once the real playoffs start, then it's all national. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So 
maybe maybe a couple of those games aren't national, but it's gonna be fun to see. It's it's gonna be cool, like it, the tournament environment that the dudes are gonna be in, like ten, like fifty two games in ten days. They're gonna like wake up in the hotel room, like, like game day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, walk down the lobby, see the other, other team, like just sitting there. Like it's it's just so like not normal. And I think there's gonna be. I think the guys are gonna make it fun. Like Bryce Harper, I, I know this isn't hockey, but Bryce Harper's talking about how like the the air high fives are gonna be like one of the coolest things in sports this year. So it's gonna be it's gonna be cool to see how the guys like do funny like different things to make to make things fun for us and for them, obviously. For sure, it's probably gonna be some cool like you know how the NHL always does those like videos where they like re- like those puck personality yeah, videos. Yeah, They're yeah, probably gonna yeah. be really cool with all the players together yeah. they probably could just they probably could have so much freedom of access to make content there's honestly like there's an excuse for this not to be entertaining but there's also not an excuse because all the players are in the same hotel yeah, yeah like you if you can't market your sport when all the players are in the same <laughs> hub the same fucking like come room. on yeah, no. yeah you have to it, yeah I, I agree like we said you have to make it you have to make it fun some way whether it's marketing whether it's the, the the crowd noise or whatever they decide to do for the games whether it's like putting the the shirts in the in the stands like i like that like is gritty just gonna be in the stands if it's a home game like by himself just running around the empty seats he's just banging on the glass and shit i'd be cool with that. how cool would I that mean, like, that'd be, be cool with, yeah for sure. i mean like he's in a mask so he's like he's, he's cool <laughs> like, yeah. he's in a suit like, how cool, cool would it be just seeing a bunch of orange shirts and he's just running up and down the st- throughout the game you just see him like yeah like if we score dancing. he's just like flailing in the yeah. stands dude yeah. he's like high-fiving drew on the jaw and stuff like that would that would be so uh i mean he's probably gonna be there like, that's probably something they, they would want to do for like for tv reasons like he's yeah. probably gonna be in a crowd somewhere i think the, uh, the other mascot probably gonna be in a crowd too so maybe like they might mix each other like yeah. jokingly like fighting yeah, <laughs> funny shit like that like it's gonna be cool to see what they do man and i know like I'm you know how you said that you looked up times or what what did you say that you did you like i'm you, you like i'm the weirdo so i i looked up what what days of the week yeah the first i, I looked up the hotels well. they were in just to, oh <laughs> just, just, to, just to look at like how nice that like the the hotel because i know there was different hotels that like these people like these dudes were put in and the hotel exit like the five hotels dude toronto's shit, got some yeah top nice tier hotels fuck. i was like damn i was like huge dude i thought like you know like the, the the movie the titanic like the the steps like the big like opening. yeah yeah that's what it looked like dude and i was like god damn it's that big ass lobby I bet you like ninety percent of players were happy they were going to Toronto. I, Not only is it away from cases, most of them it's like their home. They like live in the Toronto. A lot of players live in the Toronto area. Yeah, like uh, so many. Yeah, TK does. Frost. Frost. Did. I was gonna say Frost. Yeah, uh, Connor McDavid does. Like it's just Mitch Marner. Like there's so many players. I'm sure that like they are not mad about going to Toronto. Oh, McDavid was going hub. to Edmonton, right? Yeah, the West. Yeah, yeah, Edmonton. I would assume. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but the hub. Being in Toronto, I'm sure they're not mad at that because Toronto is already the hub of hockey. Yeah, like all the reviews go to Toronto. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's usually where like they're all. I'm very happy both out. hub cities are in Canada. Like, I Me think too. I think having both hub cities in Canada gives the NHL the best chance to finish the season and to re- to reward the Stanley Cup. I, I, I really hope we can make make it through. Like two soccer teams had a withdrawal. Two MLS teams had yeah, a withdrawal from that. the tournament because they they had too many cases. Like I don't. I hope you don't see that in hockey, and I don't think we will. But I do think we probably will in other sports. Yeah, I, I just think the, the the Canada factor really helps the NHL. I think it was a really fucking smart decision. Not 
Not something, not something we see very often from the NHL, but yeah. it was a very smart decision to put both hub cities in the. Hey, at the end of the Canada. day, Gary Bettman's a lawyer. You know what I mean? He's covering all ground. He knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Anything else you want to touch? Um, we just want to add the fact that we we joined up with the the Liberty Line. Um, Drew Smith, my man. Victor yeah, Williams. We're gonna be writing some articles for them on the blog. For I'm sure. gonna have one out uh, before Wednesday, or bef- I say before the end of Wednesday. So that'll be number one, and then we'll just keep filing them out, and we're going to have fun with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Appreciate them reaching out to us. It was really cool to see. Yeah, I them feel like, good stuff like about us. we kind of have, like, the – I don't want to say, like, the same vision, but, like, we kind of – like, we're both kind of just building something. You know what I mean? Just yeah, building just community. just love hockey, man. We love we, just talking hockey with everyone. Just we thought it would it. be a good idea to team up with other people kind of doing the same thing as us. And, sure. yeah, it's going to be nothing. But up from here, and we're back. Every time. week, yeah. Hockey's back, baby. First day so training excited. camp was today. Morgan Frost dishing it to Claude Giroux for the one-time goal, and then Morgan Frost getting robbed by Carter Hart, and then two smiling answer. That's the dude. They're comfortable, <laughs> yeah. Danny. They're having fun. Hockey's led, back, uh, baby. He led. He led the the team out today, right? Yeah, he did. First group. Mm-hmm. Second group's playing right now. I think they wrap up in like a half hour, but gonna be seeing the tweets from that. Zamula's Can't out wait. there right now. Grant's out there. Pitlick's out there battling. I know he's out there <laughs> yeah. battling. Love it, baby. Dude, we're back. Follow yeah, us on Twitter. Awesome. Right? Yep, follow us on Twitter at the Liberty O. Follow me at TLY Danny. You follow me at Chris Stumps. All right, we'll we'll be back next week. Let's go ahead. Go floor.